0: Welcome to the Talking Security Podcast. We will talk about items related to Microsoft Security. Hi there. Welcome again to a new episode of the Talking Security Podcast. My name is Frans Oudendorp. And in this recording, we will continue the MDE series. Last time, we, because Dennis had joined me that time, uh, talked about... MDE, Threat and Vulnerability. Today, we are continuing the series with this new recording, and we will dive into evaluation labs, what it is, how it can be used, and so on. And again, I've invited my friend Dennis van Doorn again to elaborate a little bit more on this topic in, uh, in Defender. So welcome again, uh, Dennis.
1: Yep. Thanks for having me again, Frans.
0: Good to see you again, and uh, let's see what evaluation labs uh, is. But but before we continue, something has changed for me in uh, in the in the in the little past because of the 1st of October, I had the honor to receive the MVP status in the security category uh, of Microsoft. So uh, I'm I'm really honored uh, to uh, to that. And that is uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, meet me as well. That I have the opportunity to sit on the same table uh, as you, Franz. So.
0: Yeah, but nothing has changed (laughs) in that in that particular case. But so let's move let's move on to evaluation labs. What is evaluation labs? Um, It's part of Defender for Endpoint. Uh, Within Defender for Endpoint, we have the opportunity uh, to uh, when you look in the portal that is uh, security.microsoft.com, you have evaluation and tutorials. There is the evaluation lab. What what can we do that uh, with that uh, then?
1: yeah, it basically it's all in the name, evaluation lab. So it it is it can be used to evaluate uh, Defender for Endpoint. Uh, so you can quickly set up uh, some VMs in a lab or use uh, example files that you can kick off and yeah learn how uh, Defender for Endpoint actually works. Yeah, what kind of alerts you can expect. Uh, you can basically train your team yeah, to follow up on them in a controlled environment, basically.
0: Yeah, and it's a controlled environment, so it's completely separated from your production environment. It's hosted in in Azure. Um, You can spin up a few VMs and uh, with the configuration uh, we will uh, dive into in uh, in a few minutes. But um, you have a few servers or workstations that you can spin up that is hosted on the Microsoft side, so completely separated uh, from your production environment, as I said. A controlled environment to run your own stuff, or do we have stuff delivered from Microsoft that we can uh, realize
1: there? Yeah, ba- basically you can do, do both, of course. You can also um, yeah, use your own scripts and, and, and stuff to test, but you also have some simulation files from Microsoft. Uh, for instance, one that uh, drops a backdoor on your machine uh, through a document. And another one is uh, simulating and uh, yeah, triggering an automated investigation uh after that, the backdoor is, is dropped. Yeah. You, you can run those simulation files also on your own uh, machines or your own image. And besides that, they also have the virtual machines. Yeah. Where, where you basically run scenarios with uh, Attack IQ for instance, or uh, SafeBreach. Yeah. Let's dive into that
0: in a few minutes. Uh, before, before we can start with Evaluation Labs, we can use Windows 10, Windows 11, Windows Server 2019, Windows Server 2016, and Linux, but then the Ubuntu version. And they come pre-configured with the latest OS versions and with the right security components configured and installed as a pre-configured VM that you can use. You need a license because when you're using for Endpoint, you need a license. Uh, But you can start with a trial, uh, for example, and if you have set up the, and enabled the trial for Defender for Endpoint. You can also use the evaluation lab. So it's a good start at to to see what Defender can do in your environment, how it can help and so on. So the license part is, uh, is, is important. And then... We can have yeah, the security settings, settings can be realized. We can create a lab, create devices, reset passwords, create simulations, and so on. There's also role-based access, but that is more from the defender uh, for endpoint part. So you can set up a role-based access to evaluation labs. Uh, probably there's someone in your organization that you want to use uh, that you allow to use uh, evaluation labs and some others of uh, not. So you can realize that with role-based access, and then. Uh, we can start with the, with the lab environment. Uh, to do so, we need to move on to the uh, Evaluation Lab. Then open uh, the security.microsoft.com portal, head over to Endpoints, and within Endpoints there is Evaluation and Tutorials, and then you can set up the, um, the, the, the Defender for Endpoint Evaluation Labs. There is an important step to note if you set up your lab. The first step, select your lab configuration. We have some opportunities there.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, basically you can choose uh, how many devices you want to create. For instance, you can create three devices which can be used each for 72 hours. The other options are uh, four devices for uh, 48 hours, eight devices for 24 hours, or 16 devices for 12 hours each. Yeah, and that
0: last one—that's that's relatively new, I think.
1: Yeah, I I, I cannot remember that option uh, when when I tested it in the in the past, but that's quite a long time ago. But it is quite important because I previously chose uh, the scenario for devices for eighty-four hours, and I used them all, and I cannot uh, use it and test it anymore. Yeah. So you you need to think about what what things you want to test and how long you need for those. Nowadays I myself would go for 16 devices for 12 hours because most of the scenarios are short. But it it, it depends on what you want to test and how you want to test your your staff as well, your security staff. So
0: yeah and it's 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 important what you what you say uh, because it's an evaluation lab, yeah. And if you if you have chosen uh, chosen four devices, uh, four devices for forty eight hours, then if you have used that four devices, then your evaluation is, lab is closed, yep. and you yep. can't you can't use it anymore.
1: That's that's correct.
0: So if if you have more colleagues or more people that uh, that you love to test in, in the evaluation lab, then it's probably good to go for 16 devices for uh, each uh, 12 hours. Yep. So everyone can spin up a VM. And when that's done, the evaluation lab is closed and you can't use it anymore. So that's that's good to know. Um, if we choose uh, 16 devices, uh, we can uh, move to the, uh, to the next part. That is the uh, simulator agent, uh, the installation of the uh, simulator's agent. Um, we need to accept the privacy statement and the sharing statement so Microsoft can learn from the things that we do. Um, and then we can uh, select the vendors. Um, and you already mentioned that a little bit, Dennis. Um, Attack IQ and Safe Breach, they are uh, helping the Defender for Endpoint uh, environment, the evaluation lab. Um, what is the particular behavior that they uh, expect? Add to the Defender for Endpoint environment.
1: Yeah, b- b- basically, what uh, iTechIQ IQ and SafeReach does is it it sim- simulates real attack scenarios. Yeah, to to enable your security teams to yeah learn to know uh, the Defender for Endpoint product. Basically, both are having their own uh, scenarios. Uh, but but for instance, iTech IQ, it it basically packages all the Suspicious behavior you can see, uh, and it demonstrates all the uh mitra attack te- tactics and techniques in your test lab basically. And, and You can use it to, to test yeah, your team and your security controls on it,
0: yeah. And if we um if we select save breach, and we accept our privacy statement and so on. Then uh, we move on to the summary page. Uh, we can uh, see an overview of the lab configuration. We see an overview of the active vendors that you have selected, uh, And it's good to see that on the end, uh, we see queue and safe Breach, And on the end, there's a learn more uh, URL. So uh, if you set up that lab, you can click on that link for a specific vendor. A tech IQ, for example, and then uh, hit the learn learn more button, and then you will be redirected to the page uh, of Microsoft, where you can see what it can do for you in that evaluation lab uh, yeah. and how it can uh, how it can help you. So, if we have done that, we proceed, we accept everything. The evaluation lab is uh, is running. Then it's possible. To uh, when you go to evaluation lab, you see a device allocation simulation overview and so on. Um, that is a new part of the uh, dashboard that is uh, that, that has been configured uh, when you set up the uh, the evaluation lab. Then uh, you can add a device. You can sele- select a device type. Uh, as already said, Windows 10, 11, uh, Server 2019, 2016, and Linux uh, Ubuntu. Uh, we we choose an. Um, and, and device type. And then we can select the available tools like Java Runtime, Office, Python, and Sys Internals that will be automatically installed and configured in that pre-configured VM uh, when, uh, when that's set up. And then we can add that device. Then that device will be spun up when, uh, in Azure, Fox, uh, I, I think so.
1: Yeah, yeah, a VM will be uh, prepared for you in, uh, in Azure that you can use for the several scenarios. And nowadays, it is even possible when you create the uh, Windows Server um, type to also tick on that it uh, needs to uh, simulate a domain controller. So they will set up a domain controller for you. Which you can use to um, yeah, test those scenarios as well.
0: Okay, that's only the, uh, the only option uh, when you have a dom- uh, server 2019. And for the uh, workstations, you have the opportunity to join a domain if there is a domain controller yep. uh, yep. set up. Okay, um, that, dom- uh, that that workstation and that server, uh, we have rolled out there, uh, we have created a domain controller, we have a, a workstation that is local or um, uh, remote or whatever, but it's running. And then then we move into the Tutorials and the Simulations tab. And then we have two tabs, Simulations and Tutorials. What is the difference between uh, Simulations and Tutorials? Because that are the two tabs that we... Yeah, but basically
1: the Tutorials, uh, they give you a walkthrough of the specific simulations. So it it basically describes in a document uh, what the simulation does, and it describes each step of the process, basically.
0: Yeah, and that, uh, we, we now set up an evaluation lab, but um, if I, I can even download that document and uh, run it in my production environment, for example.
1: For the simulation files, that, that can be done, indeed. Uh, but if you look at the uh, attack IQ and the save breach scenarios, uh, those can only be run on the uh, evaluation lab VMs. Yeah, because that there are completely different different
0: type of uh, of simulations because uh, you get a, a a a PowerShell script or a, a command script or whatever uh, that you must run in that specific VM that you have uh, spinned up in your. Uh, evaluation lab and the tutorials that is a document with steps that completely describe what steps do you need to take to to realize for example a, a, a document drops a backdoor um, yep. uh, what you already uh, described uh, a word document with a macro in it that uh, drops a backdoor on your system uh, you can run that even on, on your sister's machine uh, for example uh, and uh, move into uh, uh, other companies and um, make some noise and uh, in the Security uh, space there.
1: Yeah, and for instance, also the scenario that uh, uses a fileless attack. So, getting something uh, from a uh, remote repo and only running it in memory instead of saving it first. So, trying to make it, uh, yeah, Defender for Endpoint a little bit more difficult to detect. Uh, but you will see that it uh, still does a wonderful job on detection of those attacks as well.
0: Yeah. And in the simulations tab, we have uh, four vendors, I think. Um, We have Microsoft, we have uh, Atomic Red Team, we have Attack IQ, IQ, and we have SafeBreach. Breach. And um, in particular, the last two, uh, Attack IQ and Save Breach, uh, that are are related to uh, the check marks that you have set with uh, onboarding that that specific device. And if you have done that, uh, you enabled Attack IQ, then you can run... Uh, that is not a file, a uh, document that you uh, that you are receiving, or, but that is uh, there's a run button, and then uh, you can select um, the the machine, which uh, simulation, and also the the, the simulator. And I think I save save breach, uh, and then you have the opportunity to run that on that machine, so you don't have to do that on that machine. Uh,
1: yeah, that's correct. Uh, basically, you are installing an agent for TechIQ and SafeBridge. When you run the simulations, it, it kicks off a uh, yeah, specific scenario for you, which you can evaluate.
0: Yeah. And um, besides TechIQ and uh, SafeBridge, we have also the opportunity to um, test uh, the, 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 the Microsoft stack. Uh, completely, because also uh, attack surface reduction, for example, um, is also part of the uh, tutorials. Um, when you uh, go to learn.microsoft.com and uh, you move into uh, Microsoft 365 and then a uh, specific defender, and uh, you look into the evaluate capabilities. There is an uh, Microsoft Defender for Endpoint demonstrations tab uh, where you see and describe, it's completely described all sorts of scenarios uh, regarding... Mm-hmm specific types of, of security that we have in uh, in Windows for mm-hmm. example yeah so uh, control folder access uh, um, enumeration there but also the app reputation attack surface reduction block at foresight all that sort of scenarios we can play in the evaluation lab
1: and what, what what's also a very cool uh, scenario I think is for uh, attack IQ for instance the defensive evasion techniques um, where attack AttackIQ uh, tries to disable the security software, Defender uh, Defendiv- for Endpoint uh, in this case, and also trying to hide what they are doing by obfuscating and encrypting uh, the scripts and, and data. And it's, it's quite cool to see um, yeah, how Microsoft Defender for Endpoint detects all kinds of de- defensive evasion techniques. Yeah, you can really learn from that.
0: Yeah, and um, so we uh, realized some scripts, some 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 steps on uh, on a VM on a domain controller, but then it will be visible into Defender for Endpoint. So uh, you can open the Defender for Endpoint console, sec- yep. security.microsoft.com, and all sort of alerts that are generated within the evaluation labs are appearing in your normal Defender for Endpoint console.
1: Yep, yep, that's that's correct. You can uh, see the alerts and go through the timelines and exactly see um, yeah what 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 the scenario tried to do yeah and 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 for instance you can also uh, run an uh, simula- simulation uh, where a certain attack group is simulated for instance uh, apt 29 or cozy bear and all the techniques that they used in the past yeah are demonstrated basically so yeah infection data collection, uh, registry key modification, uh, fiddling around with the OS config. And you can all yeah, see that coming in through alerts and you can investigate in your timeline as well. So if you are new with Defender for Endpoints mm-hmm. or, or if as, as an organization you are thinking about uh, going to use it, yeah, it is a really valuable and, and, and quick option uh, to evaluate uh, the product
0: yeah, and it's not not only uh, spinning up a VM and uh, having uh, alerts and incidents, but also uh, you can hunt for threats. Uh, yep. yeah, you can com- completely use the Defender for Endpoint stack, so yep. also threat and vulnerability management. Uh, well, we talked about uh, the last time uh, for uh, within the MDE series. Um, we talked about uh, threat and vulnerability management, and you can also get that information from the uh, evaluation labs. Yeah, uh, exactly. So it's, it's a great uh, tool to use uh, to see what Defender you can bring. As last, when you open the evaluation dashboard, uh, you see an overview. Uh, there are a few tabs. Um, we see the tab devices. You see all the devices that you have uh, spinned up um, and enabled in your evaluation lab. If the time is, is finished for that specific VM, the, the, servant of the server or uh, Windows uh, machine still is available there, but uh, the status is deleted. So uh, yep. y- you can't use it anymore. Uh, in my environment, there are three uh, machines uh, available at the moment um, that are deleted. So I have the opportunity to uh, run eight devices for 24 hours. And I have the possibility to run another five machines. And I've, when, I've, when that's done then it's completely done in the evaluation. Line. Yep. And then when looking at the uh, user action step, the third one, um, there are some, um, some some activities displayed. Um, when looking at the overview tab, um, we already did, there is the opportunity to add in the device. When all the devices are consumed, then there will be a new link, um, a request for more devices. So uh, you are able when you're, uh, evaluation lab has completely finished, uh, all machines has, uh, has, been, uh, has been used, we can request for more devices. And if you do that, the status of that request uh, will be placed under the user actions tab. That is what the user actions basically is, uh, Dennis.
1: Yeah. If all your devices that you used are deleted in the deleted state... Then you request for you can request for more resources once a month, and Microsoft will approve that um, request, and then you will have new resources for your eval lab.
0: Yeah, and that must be approved by Microsoft staff. Yeah, that is what on the uh, uh, on the docs is uh, stated on the learn.microsoft.com. As you said, you can request that for uh, resources once a month, so uh, you can do that. Uh, and um, any time, but if you request that uh, more devices, can you select then again the hours and uh, amount of machines?
1: Yes, it is uh, possible to, to reconfigure um, your previous choices basically. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, and the results and the approval, that is uh, stated under the, the uh, user actions tab. Yeah, and then on the fourth <laughs> tab, there's the simulations. Um, within the simulations, you have, you see the simulations that you are...
1: Yeah, yeah. what, what you can see is all the simulation uh, names of the simulations you uh, ran in the past, on which device, um, when it started, when it ended. And you can also see... Um, yeah, which staff member executed uh, the run, basically.
0: Yeah, you can also uh, on, the, on the right top of uh, on the right top corner. You can also create a new simulation if you have yeah. an, an, an yeah. ongoing VM to uh, to run something. Yeah. And then uh, the last tab, the report tab, uh, we get uh, some information about.
1: Yeah, that's that's basically uh, the incidents and the alerts t- uh, which were found uh, based on the simulations and it also shows the uh, exposure level uh, of the machines. So for instance, if they are not fully patched um, and they have um, yeah, high severity open CVEs, you see that as well here uh, as an um, high exposure level.
0: Yeah, and uh, from this report, you can correlate uh, within the actual threat and invul- vulnerability management data, uh, the actual incidents oh. to see if that's uh, on the same uh, level, but uh, to also to see if things probably different in your environment. So that that is the evaluation lab, is it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, a few uh, pointers, as we already said. Um, really think about what configuration you use I would tend to go for more machines and less available time per machine. And also, for each machine that you create, um, activate uh, both of the engines on each machine. So you can uh, use both uh, Attack IQ and Safe Breach on each machine. Yeah. So don't create an ad- Attack IQ machine and a separate Safe Breach. Just enable both frameworks on, on each VM. It gives you some more flexibility.
0: Yeah, and if you, have, if, if you are uh, joining with a few people from your organization or from a, a DevOps team or whatever, um, a small amount of time is more preferable than a longer uh, period of time because the machine runs at that moment. And after 48 hours, the machine is deleted and you can't use it anymore. And uh, so that I think it's good. There are different scenarios if you have uh, a a team that is uh, running around the world. So it's uh, running with the sun. Uh, then it can probably uh, better to have one machine for yep. a long, longer period of time. But in most cases, uh, we have discussed this uh, already a few times, but in most cases, uh, shorter time, uh, more machines is uh, highly preferable.
1: Yeah, for, for an international company, as you already uh, said, France, then probably eight devices with 24 hours is more suitable. It, it really depends on the scenario. Sometimes you want to emulate... Um, multiple stages of an attack, then maybe uh, four devices with 48 hours suits better. But yeah, I think to learn and evaluate the product, I think the, the eight or 16 devices option with 24 hours or 12 hours yeah, is, is, is the best for most organizations.
0: Yeah. Uh, to finish up, um, uh, we look a little bit back uh, what we have touched uh, already. Uh, we explained the Evaluation Labs, how it can be used, how it can be set up, uh, but also how you can enable tests, uh, what you see on the dashboard and so on. So um, if you want to get some experience with uh, Defender for Endpoint, the Evaluation Lab can definitely help. Thank you for listening to this recording. Stay tuned for the next one about Defender for Endpoints. And probably in the meantime, I will do another recording because uh, also from uh, social media, TY Brewer, uh, I got a question from uh, from you. Uh, you're wondering if, you, if I could do an episode or uh, something else about lessons learned in terms of managing alerts and incidents when onboarding uh, your organization. So a lot of tuning is necessary. For example, um, I will cover that. I will invite a few people uh, to discuss that uh, with Uh, probably I have some, uh, some colleagues uh, who uh, do uh, onboardings and and sort of stuff. So we can discuss that uh, later on. Um, And that will be uh, planned in the, in the next few, uh, few weeks. Uh, So uh, stay tuned for that and uh, see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.